Hi guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have the three lovely girls that you guys are always dying to listen to. You have me, Jerry, Clarissa and Diane back this week with another episode. How are you ladies doing? All good. How are you girls? I'm good. I'm just plodding along really. As some of you may have known, my big secret is out and I am pregnant. but yeah but that can be a different another topic for another day but yes I'm just kind of dying in this heat and just swelling and sweating and doing the most really how are you Diane how's everything now and everything the course Diane I'm here talking and I'm on mute here my life (laughs) (laughs) no I'm all right you know I'm fine annual leave just taking some time out to rest a bit organize my life and then go back for the last four weeks really I'm so happy that you're actually finally on leave because I feel like you have been working like a dog for the longest time oh my god guys you know what going from working shifts where you have like four days off three days off it's so different to working five days a week. Like the tiredness, like a rolling contract of tiredness, literally. Yeah, but your five days a week was also incorporated with uni. Like I can't think of anything. I know, else. honestly. Jesus. But then, like I always say, like I'm a big procrastinator, guys. I'll always say I'm done now. No more uni courses, and then boom, I've enrolled into another one. <laughs> so yeah. don't hold me to it. This may not even be the last one. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully the last for this year, though. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I hope that from October you're not going to tell us you enrolled on something else. Boy, right? I'm expecting that, though, at the same time. You never know, you know, because I might tell you, look, I found some good course. <laughs> I've taken this up privately to just help me get through to where I need to be. If you saw how my research model killed me, and when I when I, the grade came back and it was good, here's me to my mum. Uh, mom, I think I'm going to do master's in child development. She looked at me and said, you, who was crying at four o'clock in the morning over this thing, this it, calm down. Honestly, enjoy <laughs> your life, baby girl. For real. Oh, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Good. How have you guys been enjoying the nice weather? Well, nice? The hot uh, weather? It, it, it's just a bit too hot for me. It's just... I'm not by a pool. I'm not by a beach. I don't have a breeze. It's just a bit too hot. I'm happy it's here. I'm not happy I'm feeling it, though. Uh, it's, it's the typical British response, isn't it? We're, yeah. We've been complaining so much about how bad it's been, and now it's here. We're all suffocating in it. But the problem is, like, if you're not a UK listener, it's that our homes are not built for this level of heat. Mm-hmm. we have heaters in our home we don't have aircon in our home and our homes are insulated to like keep the heat in what I would say yeah. um, so all we can do is open windows turn heaters off and blow fans we <laughs> don't have the proper systems to keep us cool it's not even that you'll be blowing fans and it will literally just be hot air blowing back at you Child. and let me say, the amount of nakedness that people slept in last night those of you that are listening in the UK you know what I'm talking about but naked like the way you came out your mother. That's how we all slept yesterday. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Honestly, like literally you'd be doing nothing and you're hot and sticky. Mm. 
As in, but yeah. yeah. However, today is this was well. I completely forgot about this day, but today is another great day for the people of the UK because it's currently known as Freedom Day. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what Freedom Day is, it's basically our coronavirus restrictions have been have been lifted. So no more having to wear a face mask, no more having to social distance. You can, nightclubs and all the things that were stopped can now be reopened. There's no more limited numbers on weddings, funerals, X, Y, Z. Social events can go back to normal and, you know, we can go back to somewhat life pre-COVID. Uh-huh. And how are you guys feeling about that? Uh, I... I it... I have COVID anxiety, so I feel like for me, the sooner we, the sooner things are open, and the sooner we are used to living with COVID, I will feel much better. But for the meantime, I am nervous. But I know that's just a me issue. Fair. I can't lie. There's a part of me that is happy that you don't purposely have to wear masks. I'm being, mm. t- I'm tired of people literally forcing me to put on a mask. It's hot. I'm pregnant. I cannot breathe. Like, give me a pass. I can't, I, just think, for, I can't force it anymore. I just think, though, it's unrealistic to expect certain people to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Like, now it's very hot. Mm. Like this, you know. How are you going to be... You're, you're breathing in your own carbon dioxide anyway. You know, think about yeah. it. You're releasing carbon dioxide as you breathe and taking in oxygen. So... Yeah having to have a mask over your face you're breathing for two people as well yeah yeah like honestly yeah I'd rather just uh, I'd just rather have it a different way but I'm just I'm happy to an extent that like life can life is never going to go back to normal let me just put out there pre-covid living is never going to happen again however I'm just happy that I can go to Nando's and get my own drink (laughs) Like little yeah. things like that, like I can do more things for myself. People in the restaurants and also don't have to be uptight about certain things. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Yeah, like you can actually go out and enjoy yourself without thinking, what if X Y Z and all that jazz. I mean, Freedom Day. How free are we really, though? How free were we ever? No, I mean. Before COVID, we were living out our lives unapologetically. There was no severe restrictions on our daily day-to-day living. And I guess Freedom Day is a nice tag to put on it. But like my question still remains is how free are we really? Yeah. Because if you're using public transport, they still want you to wear face masks. If you get in cabs and Ubers and stuff like that, they still want face masks. Yeah. Hospitals are keeping the restrictions. Which to me makes sense, but it still is hot either way. It I mean, and sense. apparently now I think it was just on Instagram. You st- um from September end of September, um to be able to get into bars and nightclubs, you now have to be double vaccinated. Having a negative test is not enough now. So this was but, something but, I spoke to Diane about earlier today. Yeah. What happens if you're actually just allergic? Like you're, it's like you're punishing people who physically cannot have the vaccine. Any of them. Yeah. For for nothing. Don't get me wrong, we all still have a choice. 
but the people but, that but, physically but, cannot but, take but, it. But do we? Well, this is do how we? it starts. Because, as you said very correctly there, Gigi, is that we had this conversation earlier about, mm. you know, if you're allergic. Like, for example, um, I have an egg allergy. So there's a lot of vaccines I don't take. I don't take yellow fever, for example. Yeah. And I have a book that shows I'm exempt from taking yellow fever. So when I get to a country that requests it, I just show the book. Right? Now, yeah. if I, if so, now they're excluding people who don't take the vaccine and they're dividing society in a way of, well, you're bad if you don't take the vaccine. You're selfish. You want people to die. Because that's the narrative I read about mm-hmm. all the time. Right? Now we're reading about you have to be double vaccine to get into nightclubs and certain venues. So, this to me is now coercion and control. It's now gone beyond my health. This is now we need everyone to comply, or we're going to start punishing you. As Gigi said, you're going to be punished. You're not going to enjoy your life like everyone else does. And why? Why does it have even, to be that way? Even saying that, it's the same thing with like quarantining, post coming back from like amber and green places. Because at the moment now, if you are doubly vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine. Yeah. And if you're not doubly, vac- doubly vaccinated, you will have to quarantine. But then, again, if you're someone who can't have it and you want to go on holiday, why am I being penalised? Yeah. What happens to those people then? And you, I, I'm sure you must have, a like, they, they must make exceptions for people because... I mean, they can't force everyone and they can't cause segregation for those. No, they are. I mean, they are, but there must be a way. I just don't, I just can't, it doesn't, so for the example that you gave, imagine like you, Lionel, you're, you're allergic to them. They can't force you one to get it and surely they can't penalise you. It doesn't make sense. But my question is now, is no one's talking about that. Oh. As All in, they're talking about is we're like, free. If you're if you've been doubly vaccinated, you can go on holiday. Yeah, you, you can, can do whatever fine. you want. Oh, this yeah, and my segregation. Question, and, and my question is, is like now, as you've brought up, Krista, is those that can't take it, who's talking about them? Do they not matter? No, I'm I'm I mean, I'm assuming, and assuming is not really factual. I'm assuming they can't. Surely well, they can't with you. because, but no, again, love, they're I'd not making it clear at all. I'd love to think they can't force you, but I almost feel we're getting to a point where people are being boxed in to like a corner. Yeah, but then yeah. this is like what they said a few weeks ago that any all NHS staff will have to be vaccinated soon. Yeah, and again, you know, I when I die, I don't want NHS staff on my tombstone because I want to be dying the loving wife, mother, sister, friend, cousin bestie all-time buffet on my headstone not nhs right yeah. <laughs> yeah i am more than nhs staff that's more than do you know what i mean like my identity yeah. goes beyond that that if that makes sense yeah um, so freedom day we're free yeah we are we can do a lot of things again but then my my part in question on this topic is we're free until when Mm, and to a certain extent as well boy i just want to well i'm not wishing this at all because i don't think we could actually go through a covid winter again but i just want to see what what winter's going to bring 
as much as Boris says he's not going to lock us down or anything like that, but if things start getting worse again, it wouldn't surprise me if things just get shut down left, right and centre. Saying that, I was watching the news last night and I think it was Israel. They lifted restrictions and they've um, put the, the restrictions back. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if everything was opened and then they just started locking things up again, especially in the winter as an excuse. But they've got no excuse, though, because last winter, they even said it themselves, the flu cases were down exactly. to basically nothing. So they can't say now flu and COVID are taking over because last year they've proven that flu wasn't an issue. Yeah, well, apparently flu's gone now. Because of people wearing with, 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 with eradicated flu. Yeah. I so mean, surely winter should be able should be managed. Let's I mean, hope so. Let yeah, mm. you know, that's yeah. Let's 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 hope so. Because I, to me, COVID is now a respiratory virus that anyone can get yeah. and the majority have been vaccinated so hopefully those people that have chosen to be vaccinated feel safe and are protecting themselves the way they know how because mm-hmm. their immune system and just making the right choices for them that's the main thing and hopefully the government had sense they'll put more money into the nhs and recruit more staff so that the service doesn't cripple because that's their prop that's their fault well this coincides with our next topic Which it has been spoken about today that the NHS are going to receive a 3% pay rise. I'm sorry. I've literally closed all the windows and to keep <laughs> outside and literally living their best lives. I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. Um, but yeah, going back to the topic, we're finally getting a pay rise, but 3%. Okay, I guess I can't complain because it's better than what we're on now. But are we even really going to see it? Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, who knows I mean so someone on what do they call this guy somebody on Twitter must have done the maths and basically broke it down as they're given 3% of a 3% pay rise but inflation is at 2.4% which uh-huh. essentially leaves nurses with 0.6% increase on their salary so that's even less than the 1% we were originally promised. Oh, my God. Now that you said that. So that's it's tragedy. Like, it's a game, isn't it? It's like it's a game for this government. No, Where how do we go from here? You lot? How, how, much, how much disrespect can I give you? That's literally it. That's literally it. I mean, even with the George Cross thing and everything else that's been going on, that's genuinely the question I've had. Like, how and what other ways do you want to show the disrespect? That's literally how it feels. That's too much. Because look how all these other jobs that have pay rises, like we work very hard for the Mm -hmm. jobs that we do. And the NHS is huge. It's absolutely huge. Even within ourselves, just the three of us alone, we have a wealth of difference of knowledge and skills. But they're not paying for this. Like, you look at nurses across the board, across the countries, and nurses are being paid big, big bucks. I'm not saying that, you know, come and pay each nurse 100K or whatever, but... No, no, they should. Yes, pay it to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
we are saying that pay us the money that we deserve give us the incentives to nurse we always justify we even do on this podcast we always justify our work oh but we've done this oh we've done that no we're tired of justification does the investment banker in Merrill Lynch justify crunching his or her numbers no no they do their job well and they get a bonus they don't justify nothing they'll go and sit in an appraisal and get an incentive and get a bonus but us now every day is revalidation every day going through new courses every day be the champion for this new thing but you don't get no recognition financially as much as you can go and redo the it may not redo you can go and do the courses am I seeing an increase in my pay no oh that's true hell no no this is it and people think you do and I know I remember when I was doing my nifty courses and a relative was saying oh so your money's going up now as you're doing the courses I even wanted to laugh this is which money's going up hmm. I was like I'm even gonna be penalized for the course because I'm gonna leave before two years so <laughs> there's nothing about getting more money because I'm bettering myself and making myself a better practitioner no there is I'm not being rewarded for that it's the kindness of my heart that's that is benefiting from the cause honestly and the I just think it's such a shame that a job that we all love and we actually enjoy our jobs don't get me wrong mm-hmm. that this is the way we're treated this is it but then again thinking about like last week's episode it's public sector jobs mm. as much yes. as i want to say it's just bait it's, it's mainly the nhs it's all of us that are out here in public sector jobs. So I can probably guarantee if we went to work at the Portland or one of these other private hospitals, yes, yeah. the pension packages and certain things may not be great, but your take-home money will be. Yeah, definitely. I, f- I feel like even in the NHS, when you are like when you go up a band, when you get a promotion, yeah, your money goes up, but I feel like you're still, you're just... Ch- you know you're just making up for the pennies that you've lost you're not actually mm-hmm. gaining more you're just you're just playing chase literally it just feels like you're chasing your tail with the money mm-hmm. that we get and the fi- and the finances that we have to pay for exactly like our wages don't go up but life does this yeah is it. you know i mean london is i think one of the most transient cities in the world and in the uk and a lot of the reasons why it's so transient is because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Nobody can sustain living in London after a certain period of time. How That's because many... half of the houses that you're looking at, just normal houses, are going for like six, seven hundred, eight hundred k for like a two-bed house, maybe even yeah. flat. And the issue is, is we don't earn enough to even qualify to buy that kind of house. You know, no. you're not going to get on the housing ladder as a band five nurse in inner London. No. no. Most band five inner London nurses are house sharing. They rent a room and work yeah. all the shifts God sends them plus more. And it's still not enough. No. You know, yeah, and I used to, to Yeah, like I used to joke a lot with a lot of the girls in my old workplace. I used to say, You're basically paying rent to put your stuff in the room. You're never there. <laughs> no, it's true. You're you spend paying for storage. Yeah, you're paying for storage. And, and extra bank ships. It's so painful because you think we work so, so, so hard. And yet every day is a fight for recognition. It's a fight for resources, a fight for supplies. They cut this budget. They cut that budget. We can't afford to do this. We don't have this money for that. But yet you found Boris buying boats. 
you find them on 88k it's it's beyond insulting now it's and how much have they paid i think they played um they paid someone from florida for the ppe 70 million and none of this ppe was used is this one of what's his name's friends it hasn't they haven't confirmed who this person is or who he's connected to but 70 million to someone in florida who apparently has no uh, background in medical or medicine yeah and none of the ppe was able to be used brilliant what was 70 million exactly it's just a waste of money they love to waste money and how can you expect the public not to go and waste NHS services if you lot are wasting money that can go into it. This is it. And people will be out here crying to you that they've been waiting forever for a referral X, Y, Z. When mm-hmm. the money that should be used to fund that is being used for fake PPE. Yeah. I mean, you can't make it up. We're in 2021 and we're still talking about nurses not being paid correctly in 2021. It's still a topic. And you know what? I just want to make it clear to people, like, we're not asking for millions. We're not asking to be to be paid. A, like, to be fair, we need to be paid about 100K, like America and like other countries. But even if we're just we're just asking to be paid so that we can actually just have a life and to live comfortably. You know, yeah. we don't want to be worrying about oh, are we going to be able to afford this? Are we going to be able to afford this weekend out? How how am I going to plan for this holiday? Do I need to work extra bank shifts? That's just not fair. It's not at all. And even to the fact that, like, a lot of nurses are using food banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just sad. We have the same conversations and we have them at different quarters of the year. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we just come back and we have the same conversation about the same issues, the same problems, the same battles and challenges that people are facing. But yet, we still can't get what we need or what we actually deserve. Mm-mm. And it, it's still campaigning and justifying. And I want an MP to show me what he or she has done so much that justifies their salary. This is it. If what only. have you done for your constituency? What have Honestly? you done for this UK for this UK? that you are justified to pay that all that money what have you done honestly diane i agree but it's never gonna happen no no never which is annoying it's sad yeah it is it's and it's frustrating because we work very hard for what we do very very hard pre-covid we have always worked very hard for what we do yeah during covid we have worked even harder we've less yeah. for less things mm. and, and okay yeah the queen recognized us gave us all the George cross not that we all not that that means anything to me because i can't use that to pay my bills i but, don't even know what it was but the thing about it is though and like i don't want to say this new paper's name but they had a really interesting article and i think we talked about it briefly in our whatsapp group that the royal family don't use the nhs oh yeah, yeah they don't they give birth to their kids in the Lindo wing, which is private. They do everything privately. They don't use the NHS at all. So why would they care so us? They don't care that much. Why would they care? We don't use it. We don't suffer from it. We don't have to go in no queue. 
we 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 live in Buckingham Flipping Palace. We can go to Balmoral if we feel like it. Oh, we'll go Kensington if we feel like it. Oh God, we can go here. They don't feel what we feel. So I kind of feel like That's I don't all. even expect her to understand. And I mean mm. Queen Liz, like I don't expect her to get it. But I expect her as the the head of the country, I guess, to shake her prime minister and say, these people are public sector workers and essential workers for society mm. to function. Therefore, the way they live needs to be looked into. Definitely. Because otherwise, you're going to have a dying breed. If we don't have new generation nurses and doctors and physios and occupational therapists coming in, what's going to happen to health? What, they're going to think that we're going to still be there working like dogs? You know, I don't want to be 65, 70, running for a crush call. My guy, I want to be on the beach. (laughs) That is so true. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're not trying to protect the incoming people, incoming staff that potentially will come. You're not given any incentive. You you are basically showing out publicly that we need you, but we won't we won't care about you, but we need you. Hundred percent. No, I totally agree. And it's us, people like us who have this podcast, people like Ask Nurse, people like Nurse Chat, people like Nurse Angie, Jay platforms like that that are trying to bring people in mm-hmm. and kind of show people the different side of nursing because as we always say nursing is amazing yeah it's rewarding it's it's a fantastic job and it's it is a vocation but also a very respected profession now in this in the day and age but we need more we need more than just us and our passion and energy for the profession we need the money exactly we work very hard we should be paid what we're owed this is it Boris and I think the responsibility that we take on and dealing with people day in and day out dealing with them when they're happy dealing with challenging complex situations dealing with life and death matters it's mentally taxing you can say that you know it's not just physical it's it's everything that we deal with our minds are constantly on the go constantly constantly on the go people just people just don't get it not at all this is it however I think we might as well move on to our next topic Mm -hmm. which is about plastic surgery um people traveling abroad to have surgeries done and then when they come back to UK there's a complication not going back to their surgeons but coming back to use the NHS and like we've spoken about it ourselves me personally I don't think it's fair because what our taxes are going towards someone else receiving treatment for a procedure that they went to do in another country but because there's been like a cock-up they've come to the oh sorry guys they've come (laughs) to the NHS to have it sorted I'm I'm conflicted with this I 100% agree with the fact that the NHS needs to be there for everyone. But then, again, I think it's just the lack of respect towards the NHS. The fact Mm -hmm. that people are like, you know what, cool. Let me just go abroad. Let me just pay 2K, see what happens. And when I get home, whatever happens, happens. I've got the NHS, you know. And that's a valuable bed being used up for someone's own not stupidness but someone's own lack of caring lack of respect you know yeah. and someone not really planning out the post-op 
care the post off aftermath you know and mm. yeah it's just it's it's for me it's 50 50 but it does show a lack of respect towards the nhs and almost the expectation that they expect the nhs to fix them yeah like it, i mean go on go on down no i was gonna say that so bbl brazilian butt lift that's what it's right yeah yeah um in our generation is the most popular procedure going yeah um it's like the in thing to do and I do worry about people's emotional and mental health when they're going to do these things yeah and like I'm Carissa saying coming back with those problems it's not like one day treatment thing and you're finished it, it now unlocks a whole load of 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 health complications that mm-hmm. don't span just today and tomorrow it could be years that yeah. this person is dealing with these kind of problems and a lot of these girls are young girls at that yeah um and i and i think that in itself is like a pandemic it is because how many times do you see on shade borough or made you think that this person has died or this person's got a botched job or this person regrets doing it and yet people are still going to fly there and have procedures i just think it's the i just think it's also down to like social media people want a certain type of body people want to be a certain type of certain type of person and influence online however yeah they necessarily don't want to work for it or if they have they haven't got the results they want and they're also comparing themselves to what we see on the screen like I'm, I'm not sure what you guys think when you look at like american super well, i don't want to call them supermodels but american influencers and that they all have the same shape body it big is, arms, yeah. tiny tiny waist big boobs plastic faces and because that's what sells we here at, in the uk are trying to copy that mm. to the point that people are yeah. going to put themselves into like the most dangerous surgeries alive knowing that there could be a 50% chance that they may not survive it, for what? Yeah. So they look good on the gram? I think I'm, I'm, I'm with Dan on this one. Like, because of the psychological effects this has had, I don't think people are realising the actual risks, you know, mm. uh, that you're explaining. People are just so mentally, like, the ju- like, you know, it, it clouds the judgment. You know, they're so mentally involved with social media that mentally they're not realizing that they probably have a condition called body dysmorphia and that these mm. risks are like, you know what, I don't care about these risks. Let me just get this body and my and my depression, my anxiety will go. But that's not how it works. Exactly. That like you go and have these surgeries done, you come back and you've still got the same issues. Probably it's even worse. With because complications and the risks. Enough. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, even scientifically, I mean, there's been so many studies. This the ratio of like what twenty, what is it, twenty four, twenty two inch waist and mm-hmm. what thirty eight inch backside. Naturally, scientifically, it just cannot be done. You know, you need to, you need to change your body surgically, and it's not natural. Exactly. Um, this even comes down to like people that are removing ribs to get an even smaller waist. Like, yeah. Why would you put yourself through all that pain? This is it. 
and also the young women and like I said, social media, instead of having magazines now, everything is on our phones and our, mm-hmm. our children's children, even if they say consciously, they're not taking note of it. Subconsciously, what they see every day is what they're going to hear in conversations in the playground. You know, it's definitely, it's just false. It's just, it's just this false identity. They're trying to be something and someone that they, you know, one financially they probably can't do, but then it's just not natural. It's not good for their well being overall. Exactly. You're going to put yourself in debt put, by using Klarna or one of these um, payday thingies to facilitate an operation that you genuinely don't know if it's truly going to help help you or achieve the goals that you want yeah for what and I think as we were discussing before with the counseling um before I became a sexual health nurse my first job was a surgical uh nurse and my ward specialized in bariatric surgery Mm-hmm. So it was those who needed it for weight loss. And the waiting list one was about a year waiting list. You had to be put on a waiting list. But when you were on the waiting list, you did see a counselor. You did see a clinical psychologist because the weight loss is mad. The weight loss is absolutely crazy. It's mad. But they need, they actually prepare the candidates for it. Can I ask you, would yeah. they... Would this surgery be like the gastric bypass, gastric sleeve? It is, yes, yeah. All those different and gastric band surgeries and things like it, that. It is, yeah. And most of them were NHS referred, but mm-hmm. they did prep them well, you know. Like when they were on the waiting list, they didn't just let them run free, you know. Mm-hmm. They had to meet certain criteria. You had to go on a diet for X amount of days. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think because it, it was done keyhole, they if you had a fatty liver it will cause a few side effects and Mm -hmm. like you know some side effects that they wanted to avoid so you had to be on a certain diet and then they actually do mentally prepare you like you had to see I know I was reading through the notes like they had to see a clinical psychologist um prior to the uh surgery because it's quite extensive but the results from it are, are dramatic yeah um and that makes sense to me. So with these surgeries that you can purchase online with a payment plan and no counselling, it it doesn't make sense. You're making such a dramatic change to your body. You probably won't even like it. Like, you know, when you get your eyebrows done, for, done, for example, and when you leave them to grow for too long, as soon as you get them done, you just suddenly panic. Oh, my God, they're too thin oh my god I don't like the shape Mm -hmm. you know it's such a dramatic change you need that counseling you need that mental prep and there's none of that Mm. and I think like in agreement with you guys where are they getting this from what other friends that have had the procedure done like I just think it's very dangerous it is very very dangerous because then if something happens and this person now becomes botched but all your friends are out here living their best lives you're going to feel a type of way and then that's also going to affect your mental health and emotional health and everything else. It's such a catch-22. It's such a catch-22. I think, not a catch-22, sorry, I think we're just going in vicious circles here. Yeah. I just wish that, like, I'm all, like, if I'm all here for people that do want to change their bodies and they've done their own research yeah. into it and looked into it, fair play to you 
but a lot of the younger generation that are going for it are just doing it because they want to look like someone else mm. and mm-hmm. like, your body hasn't even finished developing yet and what happens yeah. if, if you're a woman what happens if you know you now have kids what well, your, your body's not going to snap back to that that's no. not natural for you it changes and also can you keep up financially with the modifications you're doing to your body mm-hmm. because these procedures aren't cheap exactly. and you know that's why we have this epidemic of young people going to Turkey because they're getting discounts, they're getting deals. You know, I've just seen here, you can get, gosh, what are they now? BBL surgery in Turkey, Brazilian butt lift prices and procedure. And, you know, they're giving people, let's have a look at the cost. I'm not even talking about the cost on here. They're just giving them the pictures. So they're, they're just, you know, showing them what they can do for them. And then offering them, you know, like touch-ups and coming back to have things rechecked. And you yeah. think... But, Dan, I mean, look, like, I'm totally in agreement with you. But having touch-ups and all of that, that's unless something doesn't go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Something goes wrong, they're not responding to your WhatsApps. They're not responding no. to your messages. And what, are you going back to Turkey to find them? I don't think so. Definitely not. Um, You're not going to be mean, going to Turkey with the leaking mean, bum or breast. No. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why top surgeons aren't performing these surgeries. There's a reason. Because they're dangerous and life-threatening. If you didn't know, I will let you know today. <laughs> and I'd love, I'd love to hear from any nurses who have encountered... BBL patients from Turkey or other countries coming in and then nursing them because I would love mm. to know the complications that these girls are experiencing apart from like necrosis and infection and stuff like that are there other things that are happening to these young girls that we're not seeing or they're not talking about publicly do you think that we need to be seeing them like should they be coming in as in no no as in do you think we should be seeing more of like the bad outcomes online because some people do speak about it. And I'm not saying, like, you know, we should scare people, but sometimes I think, like, the reality really does shock people that as much as I want to get, like, my boobs done, there's a possibility that, you know, one one of the silicone breasts that they put in may end up in my back. Child. What <laughs> happens then? I, no, I think... True. No, 100%. I think there needs to be a bit more awareness um however in the aesthetic world like with the fillers and stuff there's increasing awareness of lip filler complications but it doesn't stop people getting it it just makes them aware of the complications mm. that's genuinely what's happening i, get I mean I obviously they're two it. different procedures but i just feel like yeah we are raising awareness but it's not really stopping people or making them think rethink yeah even with you saying that, it just kind of reminds me of like, oh, what was I going to say, Geraldine? Now mine's gone blank. I'm so sorry. Kind of like you've gone for one procedure, coming out with another, like a never event. Mm-hmm. And what happens then? Like, yes, yeah, so it happens within the NHS, they will do whatever they can to rectify it. But God forbid you're away, 
your family can't even come to you this is it and you can go forbid there's an emergency yeah like i've seen many different like profiles online of girls talking about surgeons that have like left them botched to the point that like their nipples have fallen off Mm-mm. like what do you do then this is it how what you can't create another one no and then think about the psychological trauma as well I mean they're probably without counseling prior to the surgery they're probably either really unhappy with the body they haven't actually discovered why probably have a bit of body dysmorphia and then imagine being left with no nipple imagine that's just going to enhance what they've already been feeling mm-hmm. okay. I definitely think like people should be should go through like the clinical side of things as in seeing a psychologist and things like that because it does it's a big change to make to your body if that's not what you look like and also whether it's looking at yourself in like seeking therapy or counseling for yourself or find other ways to deal with this before actually going out and carrying the surgery because even Mm -hmm. like you're saying Clarissa in terms of like the bariatric surgery it's a dramatic weight loss the people that I've seen that have had it have lost a lot mm-hmm. and even with them losing a lot of them still have to come back and have other reconstructive surgeries yeah like removal of skin and stuff like that mm-hmm. like even losing all that weight and having all that extra skin that comes with its own mental health side effects and things like that yeah, because yeah. you don't want to be looking at your body knowing that you're a size 10 but you're wearing size 14 size 16 because of all the saggy loose skin this is it yeah yeah it's like having the procedure is just the beginning of everything else mm-hmm. this is it yeah um and it kind of strips you back down to like your raw real feelings because now you've got everything that you want but is it enough yeah and when when will it be enough mm-hmm. because I can't lie even if I look at my own face yeah and if I'm plucking like my facial hairs or whatever I'll keep plucking and then I'll be seeing things that are probably not even there and I'm yeah. still plucking away so you you start looking for stuff don't you yeah you start looking for things that you think you see even when people tell you that it's not there you're still thinking no it's there I can see it I need to make this change I need to make that change will we ever be happy with the skin that we're truly in speak on it sis this is it because like I even feel for like myself like seeing my body change going through pregnancy obviously I've been a big girl all my life but actually seeing it change even more, it's hard. Mm. No one wants to be deemed as like, you know, unattractive or whatever. But then you're looking in the mirror, seeing things that you're not happy with and you've never been happy with and things are only getting bigger. Yeah. Like the effect that has on you yourself, it's like seeing celebrities who have given birth and what, all of a sudden they've snapped back. This is it. It doesn't exist no yeah it's 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 creating this reality that is so far from what is going on yeah yeah um and I kind of feel like new mothers shouldn't do that um I don't know if any of you follow this girl called Busy B. Paris um and she was a like a fitness fanatic and she's had her baby and she's so real about her body and how it's changed and how it looks and taking her time to get her body back to what it was and knowing mm-hmm. it would never be back to what it actually was it would always be a bit different but you know these snapback images these are all parts of pressure societal pressure 
mm-hmm. that make women feel like they've failed even before they've begun. Yeah, because like it takes nine months, well, pretty much ten months, to create this baby, for example. And then what you think that two weeks later you're gonna see complete snapback. No way. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And it's not fair. Like as um any new mother or father, because even some fathers put on weight during pregnancy as well, they eat with the mum. Yeah. And mm-hmm. both gain weight. And I feel like that demoralizes them because then they kind of feel like, oh my god, like look at me. I don't look like that. I'm I look like this. And those negative feelings and emotions impact the bond of your child yeah you know that could lead to further issues of oh god this child made me big and then the bond of your child is now being severely impacted because you look at them as you did this to me instead of loving them i focus mm. on liking them if that makes sense yeah but, no i totally agree you know social media it's a blessing it's also a curse mm-hmm. it is i can just hope i can only hope and pray that these girls that are pushing themselves out into these places to go and do it, going to places like Turkey, Domrep, and coming back with like all these things to do, are really looking at it and seeing is this actually worth it? Not am I now going to be like the next basketball wife or yeah or something like that? Like have something for yourself, and I'm not just aiming in, aiming this just at women because men do it too in terms of like going to get like a hair transplant or. Or pecs. Yeah, or have pecs done. Or even have, like, penis enlargements. Like, what is the real rationale that you're doing it for? Is it for yourself, like, genuinely? Yeah. Or are you doing it to appease others and make people want to like you more? If that's the case, honey, save your money and take yourself on an actual holiday and enjoy your life because you are worth so much more than trying to please the rest of the world. This is it. And And also, it's just not life. It's just not real life. And if if you want it for yourself, do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like do it because it's going to enhance how you feel emotionally and mentally, as well as how you physically look at yourself. You know, don't do it because society is making you feel like you need it because society is changing every day. Yeah. And society. Yeah. And to me, society is like recycling. Things come back in fashion. It's like fashion. You know, exactly. at this moment in time, having a small waist and a big bum is in. But in the next couple of years, being thin with small boobs and no batty will be in. We'll be back again. Yeah. You know, the same way people are comparing it to, I've seen a lot of like articles that say this whole small waist, big bum type of look was to emulate, for example, like Marilyn Monroe. If you truly yeah. do your research and you look, Marilyn Monroe was like a size 12, 14. Her waist was yeah. really tiny. Like she also had a bud, uh, like a pudge, just yeah, like a normal, yeah. a normal body. Yeah. So these things that people, these ideologies that people feel like this is what we're out here to achieve, it's not real. No, it's not. It's society's ideal of real, and if you get too sucked in, you'll be burnt and you'll be spat back out, and exactly. the landing yeah. will be so rocky. And like, I a- just go on. Yeah, and yeah, basically, like, it will be harsh, a harsh reality by the crew. Definitely. Like, there's a few PT, female PTs that I follow, and a lot of them have said, like, sometimes it is quite hard to look at yourself in the mirror. You know you've done a good job and you look great. But when you're now comparing yourself to Tina, Jackie and Lisa that have had their BBLs done and redone and that your body doesn't look the same, it's also demoralising. 
Yeah, big time. Disheartening. Because you know you've worked physically hard to achieve your, your good body and your body looks banging. But because you don't have hips and bum looking like, you know, it's touching Ghana and back, people, like, you feel like you're not worth it or you haven't done well enough when you've done amazingly well. Also, I feel like the body shape, the novelty is just going to go. I don't feel like there's any exclusivity to it anymore. Like, not yeah. everyone used to have breasts, small waist and bum. Now, basically, you turn around, everyone's got it. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's disheartening for those who work hard for it. It's disheartening for those who have it naturally for just to realise someone can easily just look like you after a few hours in another country. Definitely. And you're wasting your, like, your hard-earned cash. Yeah. On this. For it to be just to look like everyone else, exactly, and also potentially be watched. And then, what are you gonna do? Then? <laughs> and, like, as you said, Krista, with there's different body types, why do people yeah. want to look like each other? Yeah, every model looks the same now, every IG model looks the same, mm-hmm. you know. It's just the novelty is wearing off, the appreciation for a curvaceous person isn't there anymore you know because that's that we see that all the time now it's the same mm-hmm. everyone just looks the same you know and exactly why do you want to look the same like embrace the difference yeah boy I feel like I could talk about this forever it's something that's been on my heart for ages wow. yeah it's 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 this it's just it's demoralizing disheartening and it it does impact on people mentally yeah and I just think, like, the, the young people who are, like, get, now getting access to social media and things like that, this is what they're going to see and this is what they're going to think is the norm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not at all. And that's about to bring up some more issues that mm-hmm. the NHS will have to pick up on. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. So how do we combat mm. this crisis? Obviously, I know the three of us can't just combat it alone, but I'm saying, like, generally, as a, as a nation how can we help fund how can we help not fund this but as in change the narrative uh i've got a couple of suggestions i think in schools i think um sports pe should be quite important i know not everyone is a fan of sports and pe mm-hmm. but i think it should still be there and throughout the whole time someone's in school not just up until year nine or to your mm-hmm. 10 at most because it's, it's health it's important it's exercise and I think during these PE sessions they need to teach people about their bodies and self-loving their bodies and you know understanding what's natural I think in a way science and PE needs to be incorporated somehow even like PSHRE yeah I'd, I'd also say there needs to be stricter limitations on young people accessing social media Mm-hmm. because yeah. we learn a lot from social media yeah we get a lot of our information from social media and mm-hmm. these young people have ipads they have smartphones they don't have the nokias that we used to have with the sony ericsson's they have, no. that we have which means they can download the apps the same way and make fake accounts and be exposed to adult themes that they can't mm-hmm. handle or they don't know how to navigate but they're being exposed to them all the time um, so I feel like there needs to be almost like 
a warning, like how you have a rating on a movie, there should be a rating on social media. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, if a child is on social media, they need to be taught how to navigate it, how to differentiate between what is real and what isn't. And they need to understand the emotional and mental impact it can have if you give a lot of time to social media. And there needs to be that support in place if these kind of kids are being heavily influenced. Who is identifying that? Yeah. What kind of pathways are in place in schools, in youth clubs, or in charities for young people that parents or carers can access to help their young person? Because a lot of people do so because of what they see. Yes. Um, and I call like the internet an unpoliced playground. There is no police for the internet. It's no. true. No. Even some of the smart controls that you may put, like you can bypass that. Yeah. Not that I know that, but yeah <laughs> but you, you know can. what I mean so how safe are our young people online the reality is mm, they're not they're not at all hell no of course they're it's not. a dangerous place we, anyone can make a website and upload it and hit get lots of traffic on it and be promoting a very dangerous ideology and then you've got a generation of young people who believe this is correct because they saw it online Definitely. um so yeah more more action in schools, more limitation on social media, less exposure of social media for young people, I believe. They need to be children. Yeah, yeah. and they're not allowed to be. No, they're mm-hmm. not. They're being made to feel like mini adults and yeah. they're just robbing them of their childhood. 100%. But no, I think we could leave it there because I, th- I just feel like this be like, but when it comes to plastic surgery, BBLs and things like this, this actually is a topic that could go on forever. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone feels so passionate about it. And you can you can look at the pros and cons, X, Y, Z. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's wrong because it's not. If people want to change how they look, they have every right to do so. It's just making sure that the mindset behind it, that you're not putting yourself into debt for this, you're not doing this for the wrong reasons and you actually have the rationale to truly understand why you want to change your body this much. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So if you have been, if you have, if you have been someone who has been considering it, I personally would love to talk to you and try and pick your brain. I'm not trying to change your mind or anything. I just think it's quite interesting to have these conversations because I feel like we're seeing it from one side because we necessarily don't want those surgeries. But I'd also like to know, like, for someone else who would, what's making you want to get it? Yeah. And take it from there. So if you are someone that would love to share that with us, please hit us up on our email address at the nursing podcast at gmail.com or on our Twitter account at the underscore handover or hit us up privately on our social media accounts. For me, it's jellybean with three L's and two A's. For Diane, it's at DD Lutz with a Z at the end. And for Clarissa, it's at Clarissa Ferrara. And obviously, and not forgetting our actual generic page, at the nursing handover podcast but I definitely think we'd love to hear from you and find out how the journey has been for you especially also if you were able to achieve the look that you wanted how does that work for you yeah and also any nurses that have done BBL mm, because yeah. nurses we're still people so you you know you how you want 
to look still very important for you. So I'd, I'd love any nurses to come forward yeah, um, and hear what they've done. And honestly, this is a non-judgment, judge, it's a non-judgment free zone. As in, we're not going to judge anyone. I think I said that just wrong. <laughs> but we're not here to judge people. We're just trying, like, we, like I said, we're seeing it from a medical stand point of view and we'd love to see it from your point of view. Amen. Yeah. So until next week, guys, enjoy the podcast enjoy what's left of the heat because apparently it's going to rain all over the weekend um and kick back and relax until next week take care guys bye, bye. bye.